0: Not today, Bubba. Go get him, Bubba. Love you. Not today, Bubba.
1: Gordy. Gordy.
0: Can I bother these for a second? Welcome, folks. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for tuning in today. To the Brilliant Um Show, I'm Big Game Bob coming to you on your local airwaves. However, you're listening, why ever you're listening, folks, we're just happy you are indeed listening. Let's cut the bullshit. Let's get right to it. We're gonna start the show off talking a little sports with Jersey Jerry Gerard Gilphone himself. Then it's me and you on our local airwaves, just talking the talk like we do. We close down with the Ass Bob segment. Without further ado, folks, let's bring them right in. This is. Gerard Gilphone, also known as Jersey Jerry, coming in hot. <laughs> Gerard Gilphone, are you with us? Gerard Gilphone, are you with us? There he is, Big Diesel Jersey Jerry. What are you doing, Jerry? You brushing? What are you doing? You brushing your teeth? I'm flossing. Jesus Christ! What kind, Jerry? Of <laughs> what type of floss is that? It looks like a toothbrush.
1: It's uh i don't know one of those you buy at the little harman's face values or something like that bob
0: yeah but jerry why don't you just get regular floss that floss you is like on it around it.
1: your fingers and you lose circulation how about that
0: <laughs> yeah you you know what you should do though jerry which i love are like the little toothpicks and by the way can't you floss before or after the show you have to floss when you're coming on the show yeah right let me put it down I'm sorry i mean jerry think about it people are coming to see you this is your segment Jer. I respect it. I respect it. Talk to me about the steak you had the other night. Ribeye. <laughs> had it's talk, world, talk dirty to me, Jer. Talk dirty to me, Jer.
1: Garlic mashed potatoes on the side, side salad, ice cold Coke. When I order a Coke, I say extra heavy on the ice because I love the ice. I mean, it, phenomenal. I'm
0: phenomenal. What do you do? What, what do you say your side words? Mashed potatoes and what? mashed potatoes and a little side salad. And how do you ask for your steak done, Jerry, Don? Yeah, medium
1: rare, Bob. It's the only way. Always medium rare? Always. Always. I mean, I don't know anybody else who gets it a different way. And if they do, they're a sucker.
0: You, uh, yeah. Well, you know what, Jerry, actually, I'll tell you, I'm glad to hear that you like it medium rare because you should. You tip well, Jerry?
1: Yeah, of course, Bob. Always. Jerry.
0: Jerry. Yeah. This is your segment here. Go ahead, take it away. Let's get some enthusiasm out of you, Jerry. Let's come in nice and hot. Let the people know who sponsors the Burnley Dumb Show. Jerry, say it with some enthusiasm loud, baby, from yeah. the rooftops. Come
2: on. Come on,
1: baby. The long wait is over now. Football is back and new customers at BetMGM Sports. Talk can to them, Jerry 80. D. Talk to them, Jerry Don. Up to $500, Bob, 500 All you got to do is use bonus code. Bro, Bible one hundred to take advantage of this offer. There's never been a better time to get in on the action, other than BetMGM Sports. Don't let one minute of the NFL season pass you by.
0: Very nice, Jerry. Very nice, Gerard Gilfone. With a little bit of enthusiasm there, eh? Oh yeah, Bob. Oh yeah. Jerry, let's talk our picks through MGM. Here they gave us. Yep. We know how the drill works. They started us off with thousand dollars. Okay. Yeah. They started us off.
2: The dogs.
0: <laughs> all right, I'm doing. Okay, a pretty- well,
2: come on now. I worked all fucking day and I'm tired, oh, man. Interrupting I'm a doing podcast. And everything down here.
0: Jerry, could you get? Is that Miss phone?
1: Yes, my mom. Bob. Bring her on,
0: Jerry. Could you? Would you come?
1: No, she ain't coming on.
0: Jerry, go, Gerard, 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 bring her on. Lord. Bring her. Is that Miss phone?
2: I'm
0: doing a podcast.
2: So what? I got things to do upstairs.
0: Bring, bring her Bob. on, Jerry. No Jerry, way. bring her on, Miss phone. Yes. Miss yes. her give her the camera. Give her the camera, Jeremy. Miss Gilphone. Hello.
2: <laughs>
0: How are you, Miss Gilphone?
2: I'm, I'm aggravated, Bob. I'm aggravated. <laughs> I'm doing everything in this house. This kid, he gets dogs, and I take care of them. Miss
0: kill look i feel you i feel you and i've even said something the, the amount of dogs he has running through that house i think is ridiculous
2: i got a fucking kennel you got to see when people come here i got a barricade i can't even have my delivery guy come inside <laughs> i have to Gil- get the food by the freaking door all the dogs are over there
0: Miss us Miss on let me ask you one thing let me ask you one thing while we got you i gotta ask you something okay yeah. you ready for me what do you think? Now, I know the dogs are a mess. He's keeping the place a mess. He's not really chipping in, and I get that. My question to you, you got to be excited for the guy. He just won his own segment.
2: Okay, yeah, but he got to get me out of this house. He promised me he would get out of get out of this house. He's going to buy me something. I'm going to sell this house.
0: What's he telling you he's going to buy, Ms. Gilfong?
2: Two family. And I'm gonna go upstairs. Is he so he's
0: actually gonna buy a house, two stories or a two fam? What's a two family, Miss Go? Two
2: family house where I live upstairs. He lives in the basement, and I rent <laughs> a floor. Why he said something different? Well,
0: well, well, from what he says to me, and he probably he hasn't even said it to the viewers on the show. He wants to buy a horse. What? He wants to buy a horse. He measured the house, but at the same time too, he said that he would
2: buy are you a fucking horse. crazy? A horse? You I'm know not mad about horses. <laughs> Why do you to have a fucking barn here now? What are you crazy? A yeah. horse.
0: Yeah, Miss Gilfone, thanks for joining the Brilliant I'm Are we losing your right now? You gotta be out
2: of your mind, a horse.
0: Folks, <laughs> we horse. have we have lost Miss Gilfone there. Jersey Jerry taking an absolute beating. <laughs>
1: That's why I didn't want her on, Bob. And I, don't, I, don't, I also don't know why you even mentioned the horse.
0: Because <laughs> it's so preposterous, Jerry. And I'm trying to tell you, it's flat out preposterous. Tell the folks, because they don't know. Tell the folks about the horse that you told me you were going to. Saturday night, I thought you were drunk. You call me up and tell me that you want to buy a horse and stick to it the next morning. Tell them about the horse, Jerry.
1: Okay, so listen, here's the deal. There's a uh, a rescue down here in New Jersey. Now just hear me out here now. There's a horse rescue here in Jersey and it's former race horses, but there's a contingency. These horses can never race again, but <laughs> I found a way around it. Now, I'm going to be taking these horses and shipping them over to Australia. And I'm going to be going out there in Australia once a month to train these horses. now there, there's a horse over here in New Jersey by the name of Gustavo. He's a four-year-old. And when I tell you I'm the one who could whip this horse into shape, I'm the one who could bring this horse back. Trust me. If you give me one year with this horse, I'm going to be bringing him to Saratoga. No question about it. But the way around it is I gotta go to Australia to race. Jerry, it. but
0: what why are you what do you know? I know you know horses, I know you know who to bet on. My thing is, why spend the money on a horse? What if it doesn't work out? When you can buy a house, Jerry, you have a good savings.
1: I know, but the thing is, I know I can make it. I know I could turn I could turn this horse. Into a winner I But you're haven't. not
0: the one You're not the one that has to make it It's the horse Now unless you think for sure You got the next sea biscuit, All I'm saying, Jer Invest in some real estate I mean, You don't know what's going to happen to this horse It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard I mean, Bob that, That's what I'm saying I'd
1: rather take a chance With the horse Than the house The way things are going nowadays With this stuff You know, Bob?
0: Jer Jer It is absolutely preposterous. It is absolutely preposterous. That's
1: your opinion, man. That's your opinion. I understand that, Jerry. I feel disrespected you brought it up to her because I was going to surprise
0: her. Trust me, you didn't want – Jerry, listen to me, Gerard Gilfone. You should be damn happy I'm the one who brought it to her attention rather than her who thinks she's getting the two-family house. Okay. And you're thinking about buying a horse to go train. You got a full-time job. Jer, I hate to shoot you down. I really do. There's nobody that pulls for you more than I do, but it's preposterous. You have a good savings, spend it on something. I mean, look, if you're that, no, you're, right.
1: you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. you know? Let me get her out of here. You're right. You know what I, I'm thinking, what I was Jerry? thinking? I thought I was thinking Something good, I just, I don't know My No, Jerry, crazy. you know
0: what, I, I take it, look it, it, The horse may be the play, I don't want to shoot The dream down, but I look out for you, Jerry Don, and it's pretty wild What about if I just buy The horse just to buy it, you know what I mean Don't even
1: race it, just buy it
0: How much does the horse go for?
1: 50 grand
0: Well, what would be the point? If you buy it You might as well race it, isn't that the whole point Of the whole thing?
1: Yeah, but I was thinking about A companion too, now I'm thinking about that
0: what do you think you're gonna win the Kentucky
1: Derby, Jerry? No, you can't. You can't race in the, in the Derby. I gotta. I, if I'm gonna do it, it's gotta be in Australia. But that's here nor there now. Forget it. I don't know. I just figured it'd be a quick way to make a buck within a year. You know.
0: Are those the dogs barking right now, Jer?
1: You hear it, right? You oh hear it, shit! Right?
0: How far are they from you? Could you show the folks the dogs or no? No, they're they're upstairs now. Geez, your mom's got to go through. it. Please don't buy the horse. Buy her the house, Jer. You know, Jerry. It. it a lot of people don't know. Cause you are a nutcase and in the best possible way. And we love you for that, Jerry. And I think that's why you're sitting here right now. Cause you are a total nutcase. What people don't know is you got a phenomenal full-time job. You make a lot of money. And by the way, until this horse idea, you, you sound pretty smart with it again, until the horse idea.
1: Yeah. I mean, in here in New Jersey, Bob, I'm just your average blue collar guy. You know what I mean? I get up, I go to work, I work 12, 16 hours, I come home and do what I got to do. I, I mean, I, I try to, you know, little, little uh, side stuff here to make a couple extra bucks, you know what I mean? Some bets here, doing some side work, whatever the case may be, but, uh, you know, just trying to get by, Bob, that, that's it, you know, just, just trying to have a good life.
0: Let's talk side hustle. Let's talk some side cash right here. I got that opportunity here for you, Jerry Dunn. We have that opportunity here thanks to BetMGM. Now, Jerry, you went ahead and took Khabib. Again, we get $1,000. We got to get it to $10,000, okay? Mm -hmm. You took Khabib. Khabib won. We won $300 on Khabib. Phenomenal job, Jerry. Phenomenal. You risked, by the way, the entire segment on it, but that's what makes Jersey Jerry, Jersey Jerry that's neither here nor there. Okay. Eagles. We also took the Eagles over at 44. It went to 43. That puts us at a grand total of 1300. So we're on top right now, Jerry. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: What do you like? Talk to me. I'll go. I love something. Let me tell you, tell me if you like it or you love it.
1: Okay. Well, listen, I love this. And I'll tell you why I love this. I read a stat today. 75% 75% of people when it's an elimination game and if the opposing side who is down by one game can force it to a game seven, 75% of betters oh, bet the team that's down. To and that's
0: confirmed. It. That's a confirmed stat, it's confirmed, Jerry.
1: It's confirmed stat.
0: Okay, go ahead.
1: Nicky Numbers. That's my numbers guy. Call him up.
0: Nikki numbers.
1: He sent me the stat. Okay. Now, the team who ha- that so happens to be is the Tampa Bay Rays. And I can guarantee you the public will hammer the Rays. That's why I'm going with the reverse here. Give me the Dodgers to close out the series. Give me that for 300 Bob.
0: Dodgers to, Dodgers to close out the series for 300
1: Dodgers money line, it's a wrap. It's, it's, it's a no-brainer here. Give me that. Right.
0: You want to know what we're risking, Jerry?
1: What are we risking?
0: Hold on. Stay with me right here. Let me go ahead and plug this in.
1: Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Stay
0: with us. Now, you want to put 300 Now, they are slight favorites, though, Jerry, Don. You know that, right?
1: That's okay. That's okay. Give me that. Now,
0: I'll roll with you. I have no reason not to roll with you. But if we go $300 on the Dodgers, right, Jer? Yeah. We're risking 405 Are you okay with that risk? That's
1: fine with me. 405 is fine with me for 300
0: Okay to win 300, risking 405 to win 300. We're at 1,300, got to get to 10,000. Jerry, I love a game this week. I really, really really love a game this week. It's not a like it, it's a love it. I don't know how, but somehow the Carolina Panthers are only favored two and a half against the Falcons. The Falcons, you want to talk dumpster fires, Jerry. Let's talk dumpster fires. Just had their hearts taken out. Let me tell you a little something about this Carolina football team though, Jer. Not the best, but they're getting better every week. I agree. I agree. I just took that exact quote from Colin Cowherd, so don't credit to mine, but he's right. They get better every single week. I like the Panthers, two and a half, and you know what I want to do, Jer?
1: What do you want to do, Bob?
0: I want to go ahead, and I'm going to put that in for two.
1: Okay, 200.
0: I'm going to put that in for 200. Are you okay with that, Jerry?
1: I'm cool. That's your pick. That's fine. I like it. I like Both it. Well, it's
0: my pick, but we're in this together, so we got to no, be
1: – No, I like it. I, th- I, think, I think the pa- the Panthers should handle that team. I really do. You know, I mean, the, the Falcons, let's face the facts, they're in shambles. They don't know sure. what they're doing. They got guys scoring touchdowns when they're supposed to be stopping the uh, – Running out the clock. Oh, know. I
0: actually, you know what? I have a theory. I think Todd Gurley did that on purpose. I think he know he was supposed to run out the clock, and I just think he couldn't help but put it in the pylon for six and get those points and probably an extra couple thousand on his contract.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe, Bob. You, you know, maybe, Jer. Bob. So go ahead.
0: There we have it right there. We got the Panthers. We got the Dodgers, which takes place tomorrow. That is Gerard Gilfone. I am Big Game Bob. Celebrity appearance there from Miss Gilfone, who is hot. Jerry, you should probably go get the dishes. In the meantime, we are moving on. Jerry?
1: See you in the funny papers, Bob. See
0: you in the funny papers, Jer. Folks, we interrupt this show to give you a brief message to let you know. That The Brony Dumb Show is brought to you by Manscaped. Folks, do you have a moose near the caboose? That needs to be tamed. I am talking hairy, big, and needs some support. Thankfully, our sponsor today, Manscaped, has you covered to keep the hair looking nice and trimmed and feeling fully supported. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. The premium lawnmower 3.0 that Manscaped is out is waterproof, includes an LED light, and is made with advanced skin-safe. TM Technology folks take care of your nuts today get 20% off and free shipping with promo code BROBIBLE bro b i b l e at Manscaped.com. that's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com using promo code brobible folks i can't stress it enough protect your nuts the right way any who we are moving on folks take it from a guy who hasn't got a good haircut in the past three years be very careful on on who you choose to let cut your hair choose your barber wisely folks it's a dangerous game out there I've been going to supercuts for the past three years which is why I probably haven't had a good haircut in the past three years but I go because I'm part of the rewards program And it doesn't matter what rewards program I'm part of. If you tell me I get a free haircut on the 500th haircut, I will go back to your barbershop 499 times until I get that free haircut. And that's the situation that I'm in with Supercuts. I can't get out. I'm like in a bad contract that I can't get out of. I still got like another eight more haircuts to get the next free one. And I won't go to a different barber until I get that one. Maybe it's the Jew in me. I don't know. Could be. Could very well be. But be careful on your barber, folks. I go, I sit in the chair. I'd like to get my barber involved. I like to get him feeling good. So if he says, How do you want your hair done today? I always say, How do you suggest I get my hair done? You're the pro. You're the professional. What do you think? What that does is it it immediately holds him to a high standard saying, you're the pro. It also gets him feeling very good where the barber kind of says, yeah, you know what? I am the pro. He starts twirling the comb in his hand, twirling with with the, the clippers that he's got. He's starting to feel real good. Now I even want him feeling better. I want this guy at the peak of his mood while cutting my hair so what I do is after he takes that first cut into my hair I say do you have a business card I really like what you did with the side of my hair right there do you have a business card mind you this was his first clip and I'll answer the question that I just asked barbers always got a business card barbers love business cards. I don't know why it's like their thing. They'll light up like a Christmas tree. If you ask them, if they have a card, it makes them feel good. Like they're doing a good job. When I used to be a doorman at the Mandarin Oriental, if somebody told me that I'm a really good doorman, I'm going to spend the next eight hours being a real good doorman. Cause I'm feeling good. And somebody just told me that I am a good do- doorman. My confidence is sky high. It's like piping a drive on the first tee right down the fairway. There's no way in hell you can tell me I'm doing anything but putting that second tee shot right on the fairway as well. You're feeling good. The confidence is flowing. Give your barber all the confidence possible. They got control of a lot when they're on top of your head. They really do. It's like a mechanic. They can make or break your day with one estimate. Same thing with the barber. They can make or break your day with the bad haircut. They can also make it with the good haircut, get them feeling as good as possible. But another thing that I've noticed with barbershops is you could tell how well the barbers get along with each other. Some of them don't get along at all. Some of them get along real well. I suggest you find the barber shop where everybody's getting along. Because the one that I went to, the Supercuts that I go to, it changes the entire mood, the entire atmosphere when the supercuts cuts home line rings. When somebody calls the store and you get that first ring, all the barbers keep cutting, then the second ring. Now you're starting to think, who's going to stop their haircut and go pick up the phone? Are they doing it turns? Is it regimented? It's going to tell all. Because by the time that third rings, they all turn around, and all the barbers look at each other, and they're just wondering. It's just a big-time standoff on who's going to get the phone. And whoever gets the phone, that barber's always pissed off. So I just pray to God that my barber does not get the phone. The phone ring at barbershops changes everything. The barbers all turn and just look at each other. And it's a full-blown standoff as that phone rings. It just seems that every time, it's always my barber getting the phone, which I don't think is fair. Next time I want to pick a barber who's not next up in line to get the phone. They always come back after the phone call pissed off. Except my barber, this guy goes to get the phone, middle of the haircut, he doesn't come back. He just left. I don't know who called him. I don't know if it was an emergency, but he just picked up and left. And if at least it was an emergency, let me know what's going on. Fill me in. We were doing this haircut together, pal. So this guy goes to the bullpen to go get me a new barber that just shows up at my seat. This guy was on his lunch break. He was he was scruffling chips off of his hands. He had jelly on his shirt. And I was like, oh, Jesus, here we go. This guy's got no idea what we were just doing with my hair the past 15 minutes. And now you're just throwing this guy in? Just cold? Are you kidding me? He just walked up and left. i never seen anything like it. It's like a jockey at the Kentucky Derby just switching jockeys midway through the race. Just gets off the saddle, brings on a new jockey midway. I've never seen anything like this. Folks, treat your barber well. Get him feeling or her feeling as good as possible before that haircut. Or it's going to go south. Or you're going to end up looking like Ellen DeGeneres like I do right now. Just short choppy cut. It works on Ellen DeGeneres. It doesn't work on me. I look ridiculous right now. Absolutely ridiculous. Just made a call into the bullpen for a new barber. My guy just head on and left. No idea where he went. No follow-up, no nothing. But I do have his business card. Barbers love business cards. They always have them and they always love them. It's their thing. A lot of times they just cross out the guy's name who was in the stall before them using their business cards and they use them as their own. They cross off the full number too, just write their number off top. They love the business card game. Treat your barber very well. Be very careful when picking your barber. Don't be like Bob. Any who, we are moving on. I tell you folks, big news coming out of the burger household the last couple days, my sister just gave birth to her brand new child. It is an exciting time. We are thrilled. And I am officially an Uncle Bob, folks. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I think every kid deserves an Uncle Bob to some degree. If you go down the family tree, everybody's got themselves some form of an uncle Bob, even if it's an uncle that you call uncle Bob, that isn't actually your uncle. You most likely have an uncle Bob. That's what this kid has. And to be quite frank with you, for my brothers in law's listening, my brothers and my sisters, this ain't a family type thing. I am a hundred percent committed to being that kid's favorite uncle and I'll do whatever I got to do to get there. There ain't no doubt about it. If this kid isn't singing my praises by the time he's 10, I did something wrong. He's got an Uncle Bob I'm going to deliver. But I got to tell you, the whole process of delivering the baby now is even different. The whole baby process, everything about it is just totally changed like we asked my sister and my brother-in-law for what the name's gonna be, the baby was born, they still hadn't decided on a name for the baby, which apparently from what I hear is actually kind of a normal thing nowadays to not have the name. This way, their their thoughts on it is if you have the baby, you can wait to see what the baby looks like to see if it fits that name that you have in mind. So they got about four different names and they're gonna take a look at facial structure, all of this stuff to see what name hits. I get it from that point. Here's my take on it. You got to be prepared to come game day. You got to have that ready to go. To me, it's like showing up to the Super Bowl. You have two weeks to prepare for the Super Bowl after you win the AFC championship it's like showing up to the Super Bowl, and on the first play, you get a delay of game because you didn't know what play you wanted to call. You didn't know if you wanted to run or pass. You got two weeks to prepare for this game. You can't get a delay of the game, the first play of the game. You got to have that play call ready. You have eight months to decide what this kid's name's going to be. Girl and boy, eight months. You got to be ready come game day. If a teacher gives you a pop quiz, but told you about this pop quiz eight months prior, it is no longer a pop quiz. You better be ready for that quiz when that paper hits the table. You knew for 10 months about the quiz. It's no longer a pop quiz. I just think you got to be ready come game day. And I told them that too. Not that they give a shit what I think. It's tough, too, because of COVID reasons, too. You have to cut a lot of people from being in the room come time because they don't want a lot of people in the hospital and what's not, which I understand. But that's a tough process. It's like your wedding day. There's going to be some borderline people that you don't want to pay the plate and fee for, the extra $200 a plate, to where you're going to have to cut some pretty good candidates to be at that wedding. Same thing for the emergency room come time for the baby to be delivered. Now, clearly, I didn't make it to the hospital that day. I understand I was a bubble player as is. I didn't make the cut. It's like when you go to the playoffs in the major leagues, you're going to cut the roster a little bit. There's going to be some good ball players that don't get to travel in the postseason. I'm kind of like that with this baby right now. That's my nephew. But honestly, in all honesty, all jokes aside, so happy for my brother-in-law and my sister. They're going to be phenomenal parents. The things these two had to do when my sister was pregnant, they're both doctors and they're both working in emergency rooms. My sister was working in the hospital with a baby in her belly. My brother-in-law just scratching in the clawing every day, COVID patients in, COVID patients out, on top of all the other patients, just nonstop, you know, while his wife's pregnant. They had to be in different rooms to quarantine. You can't affect the baby. You can't put the baby at harm. So it was a grind, and it was just it, uh, under different times. I mean, they've had to prepare differently, and I'm just very happy for them. It's a big moment here for the Burger household, big moment for that kid. And he's got himself an Uncle Bob. What more can you ask for? What more? It's good that these babies are kind of, I was going to end the segment right there, but the more I think about it, it's good that these babies are kind of out of it and they don't really know what's going on when they come out of the womb. Imagine if they just knew we're fully aware of everything going on and you come out of the womb after being in there for eight, ten months and there's just somebody sitting there, your, your new dad – with scissors in his hand to cut the umbilical cord. There's all these cameras in front of your face. Looks like paparazzi because we're Zoom calling everybody so everybody could see the baby. If I'm that baby, I would just say, guys, can I just have a moment here? It's been a long eight to 10 months. I would really prefer just some me time to where we could kind of settle down and I can get some rest. Then we can proceed with pictures and all of this good stuff. I still got some fluids and stuff on my face right now. Let me clean myself up and let's get back to the normal process after. It's a different world now, folks. It's a different world. Big congratulations to my brother-in-law and sister. Phenomenal time. They're going to be phenomenal, phenomenal parents. Love you guys. Love you guys. Any who, we are moving on. Well, folks, getting ready to close down the show here. But you know damn well we don't close down any show. Without everybody's favorite segment, it's the Ask Bob segment, week by week, Tuesday after Friday, Tuesday after Friday. Following that Tuesday, I tell you fine folks, submit your questions to the DMs to be featured on the Ask Bob segment. Doing so was a young gentleman by the name of Colin Brixton, Cranston, Rhode Island. Bob, hard-hitting question here, do you prefer Christmas or Thanksgiving And why? Phenomenal question, Brixton. Something that I feel very strongly about here. What I'm going to do is I'm going to make my case for Thanksgiving. I don't think that Thanksgiving gets nearly the credit that it deserves. Does it get credit? Yes. Not to the extent that Christmas does, and I don't understand why. So what I wanted to do for this one, I'm going to sit in front of the jury, and I'm going to plead my case. For Thanksgiving over Christmas, starting with this, Your Honor, how about the build-up that Christmas gets? Christmas gets a extra twenty-four days just to get ready, just to prep for the day. Christmas has 24 days to prepare and hype the shit out of you dedicated to them to get you to enjoy it, which we all do enjoy Christmas. But the buildup that Christmas has is unlike any other. If you give that type of buildup to Thanksgiving watch what Thanksgiving does. Thanksgiving is a phenomenal holiday that doesn't even require the buildup that Christmas gets. Thanksgiving doesn't get a Thanksgiving Eve the way Christmas gets a Christmas Eve. It's ridiculous. Christmas gets movies dedicated to them. Not a lot of people are making movies dedicated to Thanksgiving time. And that should not be the case because what Thanksgiving does is Thanksgiving just stays silent, okay? It lets Christmas do all of the talk and all of that hype. What Thanksgiving does year in, year out is drop the hammer on you come dinner time. It hits you with the white meat, the dark meat, the green beans, the mashed potatoes. Do you do the mac and cheese? Family option. Thanksgiving screams tradition, even more so than the way Christmas does. And nobody sees it. Nobody, the, the, the rigorous preparation you got to do for Christmas, you got to dedicate one sixteenth of your house to a Christmas tree. Where do you keep that stored throughout the year? Or do I need to reimburse? Do I need to go out and get another Christmas tree? Do I change it every year? Do I got to drop $125 on a Christmas tree every single year? I already got to drop enough on presents. What Christmas doesn't tell you is that by the time you turn 25, those presents and the best part about Christmas aren't coming so often. You're dishing the presents, not giving to the ones below you that you wish you could trade places with and be that young again. Thanksgiving, you don't got to do all of that shit. You really don't. And year in, year out. Even the, even the day of for Thanksgiving, you get the whole day of build buildup to dinner. Christmas, by the time presents are done in the morning, you're cashed out on Christmas. That's it. You don't got much left in the tank after that. Then you're just upset that Christmas is gone the whole time. Thanksgiving packs a different type of punch. The sweet potatoes, I mean, come on, I can go on and on. Football hits harder on Thanksgiving Day than it does Christmas Day. Did you even know there was football on Christmas Day? Thanksgiving is the only day that's turned a Cowboys-Lions game recently in the past 10 years to be actually enjoyable. Every other week, they stink. Something about Thanksgiving Day just makes even football better, even if it's just a totally shitty game which when the lions start off your day every morning usually it is a shitty game and you would think it would be a tough way to start the morning it's not i love thanksgiving i love shitty football on thanksgiving thanksgiving has a lot to offer guys and i'm not saying we're not giving it the credit that it's due we're giving it credit but not the credit that it's due we are giving thanksgiving credit not what it deserves christmas steals all the the the, the credit and Thanksgiving asks for nothing in return. Thanksgiving, I'll add one more thing to this. Thanksgiving is like the prize fighter, the build-up to the UFC matches. Thanksgiving's like the Khabib. Christmas is like the Conor McGregor. Screaming, hooting, hollering, trying to get you all fired up. Throughout those 24 days leading up to Christmas, Thanksgiving doesn't say boo. They sit there like the Khabibs of the world. And come time to get in the ring, that's what we'll, when we'll do our talking. That's when we'll really shine. We don't got to do this other boasting and hollering. We'll see you in the octagon. That's where we'll see you when it's game day and it's time for that Thanksgiving meal. You don't get that with Christmas. Wow, that just got me off. You know, I hate to end this podcast hot, but that got me hot, Your Honor. That's all I have to say from there, Your Honor. Thank you very much. I hope I pleaded my case again. Guys, I don't want to make it seem like I don't like Christmas. I love Christmas but it doesn't pack that punch the way Thanksgiving does. Have a great day. Hell of an episode. I enjoyed myself. Hopefully you guys enjoyed yourselves. If you want more of this action, head on over to our Patreon. We're doing live happy hours. Wednesday, the International Carpool's coming on the Patreon. I get it. You don't got to be thrilled about paying for extra content, but we will not let you down. Have I ever? And I never will. Folks, we'll see you next week. See you Friday for the Patreon members. If not, we back that up. We see you Tuesday. Good time as always. Love you all. Stay safe.